Welcome to Catch the Fire Boulder, where we're more than a church, we're family. Today's message is brought to you by John Campbell on behalf of Ignite Youth Group. To find out more about our youth group and this podcast, go to ctfboulder.com. Jesus is King, and through Him we are saved. See, um, I knew I was going to speak about today, but uh, I did write it down. And then uh, I knew I had to get this um, written down um, uh, for Pastor Steve, uh, the head pastor that's here. And uh, so I'm just trying to type out and type out everything I have. And so anyway, uh, I'm working uh, mainly as a procrastinator up until the end, uh, trying to get it all typed out. I really should have started uh, a little earlier. Um, all the way up until, um, basically, I came here, and they're like, okay, you're live. And so I didn't really have time to pray. But you know what? That's, that's the amazing thing about the Holy Spirit, right? Because you know what? The Holy Spirit is still going to pour out despite me, despite myself, despite the, time, the fact that I didn't have time to pray, that I was rushing to the end. You know, and that's the great thing about our God, right? And that's the great thing. So Jesus is king, and through him we are saved. As each one of you who has accepted Jesus as your Savior and believe in him has been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus, you are now part of the body of believers. But what does that mean to be a believer? Well, Jesus tells us in uh, Mark 16, Uh, chapter 16, verse 17 through 18. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So for those of you who accepted Christ as your Savior, Did you go and um, break out new tongues? Did you cast out demons in Jesus' name right after? If you didn't, well, you're not alone. Now, why is that? Well, for years, I didn't know or understand. So I grew up in uh, a Southern Baptist church in Alabama, and in the church, they professed faith in God and salvation through the blood of Jesus. But they denied the power of the Holy Spirit. It's in this church, however, uh, that when I was three years old, I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Now, I tell some people this, and they find it incredulous that I would do you know, such a thing at such a young age. Um, much less understand what I was doing. But I remember it clearly as if it was yesterday. I knew that who Jesus was when the Sunday school teacher told me about him. And I understood beyond my years, right, um, just exactly what it meant when he sacrificed, when John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I understood that clearly. It was clear to me. And 
And even though I was only three years old, right, I had this immediate understanding. And without hesitation, right, I accepted him on the spot. And this is well beyond the years. If anybody has children, they know like at three years old, I mean, you're barely walking and talking almost. And yet I had this. I had that unswerving faith of a child, but I didn't know of the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, as I grew physically, I also grew in my understanding. And I started to question certain scriptures, like uh, Mark 16, uh, 17 through 18, which we just read. And I asked my church pastor, I said, well, if I'm a believer truly in my heart and my walk, then why don't I speak in new tongues? Can I heal the sick or getting bitten like a snake, like Paul? Talks about in the Bible, Paul uh, was in a shipwreck, and then he ends up on um, this island, right? And a snake bites him, and he just shakes it off. And people thought, oh, oh, he's, he's cursed by God, but he didn't die, right? Can I do that? Can I be bitten by a snake like Paul and not die? And my pastor answered me, and he said, well, that's what happened in the time of apostles, but not anymore. We operate now solely by faith, not by signs and wonders. Hmm, okay. So God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. Well, if that's the case, then why don't people know me the way Jesus said they would know me? Why do I have to say I'm a Christian? Why can't they not see it the way that Jesus said they should see it? And what I would learn through the direct intervention of the Holy Spirit later in my life, right, years later in my early 20s, is that after accepting Jesus as my Savior, I was to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, Mark chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says, And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Now, Jesus set the example for us all. The Holy Spirit came to rest on him. After this, he ministered and he performed miracles. After he was crucified and then rose again, he came to the disciples and told them that he was leaving them, but the Holy Spirit would be with them. And John chapter 16, verses 7 through 11, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, and this is Jesus speaking. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Then, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out to those in the upper room. Paul writes in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. 
And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. From this point, all the ways that Jesus said that they would be known, new tongues, casting out demons, healing the sick, handling snakes, and not dying from poison, they demonstrated. The power of the kingdom is the Holy Spirit. And kingdom power was given to the church on the day of Pentecost. The kingdom power, which rested on Jesus, was there in order to work signs and wonders. The same spirit is given to those in the kingdom of God for the same kingdom purposes. The spirit who endowed Jesus now endows his people with the same power. It's the same spirit. He talks about this. But perhaps you say to yourself, well, that's well and good, but I'm too young. I'm just a kid. In the Bible, God calls David to be king when he is just seven years old. David goes on, right, to stand to Goliath at the tender age of 12 years old. Think about that. Here is Goliath, right? This big giant of a man. No soldier wants to go out and fight him. And who stands up? This 12-year-old boy. Why? Was it just the boy himself? No, it was because God was with him. God was with him, and he knew it. And no one is going to make fun of his God. And with nothing but a slingshot, he takes down the mightiest warrior. A child. The disciple John, he's known to be the youngest disciple. He is thought to be between 16, and he's known to be no more than 20 years old by the time Jesus is crucified. Think about that. 16 years old, he is chosen to be a disciple of Christ. He goes on to be an apostle. And we know this because of how long he lived, right? He was the last one to die. And about the times when these books were written, right? The truth is, as Mike Martinez would say, there is no junior Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter how old you are. This may be a teen youth group, but you are imbued with the same spirit as I am, as Pastor Steve is, as Lane as any other, whether they be uh, a leader, you know, whether they're on the board, whether they're just someone that you really admire, right, who is, who is walking with Christ and, and performing great miracles. Christ said, right, you will be known by these things. And I don't care if you are 10 or if you're 80. The fact is, it doesn't matter how young you are. There's an uh, evangelist, he recently passed, that I really like. A lot of people know it because I, I talk about him a lot. But his name is Reinhard Bonnke, and he has a great story. 
In fact, I played this story um, for a friend of mine, Abram, uh, the other night. And, uh, but I love this story. And so he's talking about, he had went, and this is years ago, he was in a region in Africa uh, called Northern Transvaal. And in this region of Africa, he had a meeting, right? It was like a prayer meeting. And um, he went up, he had, it was, as he says, a small meeting, about 8,000 people. If you know Reinhard Bonnke, um, as he went on later in his life, millions would show up. Millions came to know Jesus. But here he is. He's with, as he says, 8,000 people. They're in the middle of the African uh, uh, savanna. It has what he calls elephant grass. Elephant grass is really tall grass, right? They can come up to your hips. And they have a clearing there, and that's where they have the tent, and they have everything. He said it was a pitch black night when things were done. Everyone had left. He turned off the generator. He got into his car, and he started driving through this elephant grass. When this young man just kind of jumped out in front of the car and stopped him. So he, he stopped the car. He rolled down the window. And he's like, is anything wrong? And the young man says, no, 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 no. I just came right, and accepted Jesus, and I need you to lay hands on me. I need to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So Reinhard Bonnke gets out of his car, and he goes over, and he lays hands on him so he can receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And he said, I've seen this many times before. He said he nearly bends over backwards. He starts speaking in new tongues. You know, the Holy Spirit just descends on him powerfully. All right? They thank him. He goes on his way. The boy heads back to his village. He says a few weeks later, right, he's talking to some people, ministers that he knows in northern Transvaal. And they're telling him that a great revival has broken off in northern Transvaal. And he was like, wow. Well, who's the preacher? He was like, you'll never believe it. It's just a boy, a boy of 17 years old. His name is David. The same boy that he went and he just, he prayed for it. The same boy who had just got saved in his meeting. And so he's like, wow. A few weeks later, he's back in the same area. And he goes and he gets a knock on the door. He's got a trailer out there in this new area near the meeting tent. And he gets a knock on the door. And who's there but it's David. And David asked him, he's like, do you remember me? My name is David. And he was like, yes, David, I remember you. Come on in. And so David starts to tell him, he was like, I need to tell you what happened after, you know, I received the Holy Spirit. He said, I ran back to my village, and it took him all night long. And I was getting there around sunup. And he says, David says that he saw this, this young mother, right? And he approached her, and he said he knew this young mother because she had just lost uh, her child, her older child, uh, about a week before. And she was with her younger child, and her younger child was really sick, and was just crying, and she was nervous and fretting, and he said the love of God just came over him, and so he walked over there, and he said, mother, can I pray for your child? 
that your child may be healed. And so she was like, she was like, yes, yes, please, anything. So he goes and he starts to pray. And as he prays, right, instantly the baby is healed. He tells her about Jesus, right? And the mother is just beside herself. The baby, they, he said, actually looked up. The child, it's not a baby. It was about a child of like four years old. And the child looks up and is like, mother, I'm hungry. Instantly healed from sickness. This child, just like her older child, was going to die. And so she's ecstatic. She's so ecstatic, she runs to the chief. And so the chief of the village comes out, and she was like, you know me. You know my child just died last week. And here, my younger child was going to die as well. And David, right, laid hands on him, prayed for him to his Jesus, and my baby is healed. And the chief was like, what? Well, I have a daughter. And the daughter, my daughter, I've taken her to every single doctor in South Africa. You know, in South Africa is the place where a lot of the more modern hospitals were. He said, I've taken her to everywhere. And no one can do anything for her. She's been crippled since birth. She cannot walk. Tell David to come here. I want him to pray for my daughter. So she goes and gets David, right? And when the chief says to come, you come, right? That's the thing. They are the absolute ruler of that tribe, of that village in Africa. And actually, it's, it's sectioned off by, like, regions. So, Reinhard Bonnke tells about how David said he went, and he went to uh, the chief's house. And there in the hut, he said, the chief directed him to go in and pray for his daughter. He said he went in, and it was pitch black dark. And he couldn't see anything, but he saw almost like a girl uh, in a corner, laying on the ground. And he said as he went over there, he saw that her legs were all twisted like spaghetti, right? She couldn't even walk if she wanted to. It was it's this deformity. So he told her about Jesus, and then he started to pray for her. And as he was praying for her, he heard this sound like, like bones cracking. And when he looked down, he realized, and she realized, that her legs were straightening. And so when they're done, for the first time in this girl's life, she walks out of the hut and to her father. He goes crazy. Everyone in that whole village who was just kind of standing outside and watching goes insane. They start hooping and hollering, right? And the chief comes up to David and he says, I want you for the next 10 days to preach about your Jesus to all of my people. And once again, when the chief says something, right, people do it. He ordered everyone, everyone to come in his lands, to come to that village to hear David preach for the next 10 days. People were saved. Miracles started happening. Healing was going on. Revival of the Holy Spirit just broke out. And so Reinhard Bonnke asked me, he's like, David, you just got saved. Literally, literally just got saved the night before. What did you preach, John? And he was like, Mambuti, I just preached what you did. And so Reinhard Bonnke says to him, well, then you've preached the gospel. 
which is the power of the blood of Jesus. And here's the lesson from it. He's 17 years old. He didn't even know. I mean, he just got saved. He just got saved, and he got baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. It didn't take him years. He went off, and through faith, right, he took action, and the Holy Spirit showed up. The Holy Spirit showed up. And that's what I want to say to all of you today. Act. And the Holy Spirit will show up. He will show up. How do I know this? Glad you asked. In Matthew 28, chapter 28, verse 20, Jesus said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And there's something very, very, very important here. See, a lot of people take this as a promise, right? It's a promise that God makes to us, right? That he will be here. But he doesn't say that. He just says, I am with you always. I am. Two of the most powerful words in the Bible. Moses asked... When God appeared to him in the burning bush, Moses says, who are you? And he answers, I am. I am that I am. Words that are like the creative force of the universe. Jesus says, I am. I am with you always. It's not a promise. It's a fact. It's a statement of fact. For years, I would pray and you know, there's a, a scripture that says, you know, when two or more are gathered together in my name, I will be in the midst of them, right? So I would pray and I would say, you know, Lord, come, come, be in the midst of us. But that's kind of stupid now that I think about it. Because, you know what? If you're standing right here, I'm not going to ask you to come and be with me. You're right here. He's right here. Do I always feel him? No. Are you going to always feel him? No. But whenever I don't feel him, whenever I'm not sure, like, mm, I don't feel you. Are you going to show up for me? He's here, and I stand on my faith to know. I stand on the faith on the Word of God. I stand on the faith to know that the Holy Spirit is with me. Why? Because he abides within me, because I abide, right? And I am covered by the blood of Jesus. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. There is power, undeniable power in the blood of Jesus. And so I say to each and every one of you, take action. Go out. Pray for somebody. You see a need. You see a hurt. Don't just say, I will pray for you. I've done it many times. Oh, I'll pray for you. And sometimes I've gotten distracted or I've forgotten. One of the worst things because, one, I broke a promise. I broke a word. I broke something that I said I would do. Does Jesus ever break his word to us? No. Right? Two, I missed an opportunity. 
There are people that are hurting right now. There is, I was working, gosh, this must have been two weeks ago. And I was working from uh, 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. shift. I work at a hotel. And I'm working the front desk. We don't have a whole lot of people because of the coronavirus. We don't have a whole lot of people checked in to our hotel. But I had this young lady checked in. Now, she had, she had caused some issues with some other uh, desk agents uh, prior to. Um, she has some issues with her card and, and just some other little. She, she seemed to be a little more high maintenance, high strung. Um, but I had patience. And that's not my natural patience. That was patience. It's also a fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? And trust me, he was with me to have patience through a lot of this. Well, her key, she was there for probably six days or so. Her key kept um, card for her room kept demagnetizing. And, and so almost each night, I was coming on having to re-key her key. I didn't know why it was demagnetizing. A lot of times, if they keep it near their phone or something like that, I mean, things happen. So, uh, but it seemed like we were having some trouble with our, our, our keys. And so when I did it this, this last night, and I, I had, um, she also had some problems with her room, right? Um, the toilet was backing up, the stuff that pretty much was out of my power. Um, but as I gave her uh, a new key to her room to get in, right, um, you know, she had made a comment, and she was like, um, you know, I feel like this is because I'm black, because I'm racist, you know, because you guys are racist. And then that took me aback, because it had nothing to do with anything of color or race. I was like, no, ma'am, absolutely not. I'm so sorry this has happened to you. But once again, she was very upset. She had attitude, and she went up to her room. About 10 minutes later, she calls down, and she says um, that she was having problems uh, with, um, oh, it was her telephone. She calls me from her cell phone because the telephone isn't working her room. And then she starts to say things like she thinks it's on purpose, right? So I'm like, let me come up there. Let me see what's going on, right? And so I go up, to, I go up there to her room. And I check out her phone. Her phone is indeed dead. I don't know why. Um, and so as she's sitting there, she just starts crying. She just starts crying. And I don't know what's wrong. Um, I'm the only one at the hotel, so I have to get back down to the desk. So I have this pressure of, you know, not leaving things kind of abandoned. Um, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll get some for you. And she just starts talking, and she starts talking about how, how, you know, she praises Jesus, she 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 believes in Him, and yet all these things keep happening to her, and she just doesn't understand, you know, and and you could just see over her this fear just starts coming over, and she was like, everything's going wrong, and this whole COVID nineteen. And I'm so afraid. I try to take care. I wash my hands. I, I do sanitation, you know. I'm trying not to get sick. I'm not I'm trying not to make my family sick, you know. I'm out here. I'm going by faith. But, Lord, why are these things happening? And she just, tears are running down her face. And my immediate thought was, well, I need to go. My immediate thought was, in myself, in my flesh, was, 
I'll pray for you. And why did I have that thought? Because somewhere, somewhere inside, I was in work mode. I wasn't in prayer. I didn't feel the Holy Spirit on me, but she did touch my heart. God did do something within my heart. I wasn't like I was feeling and walking in the presence. But the enemy tried to put some down in my mind, like, ooh, if you pray for her right now, she might get offended. She might go and, you know, or if anything else, God's not going to show up for you. So I immediately rebuked that. I rebuked that in my mind. I was like, no. And I say to her, and I just, I cast out everything else, all of the reasons, right, to, to go back down, to go back to work. Because why? Because God put me there for a reason. He had me go up for a reason. Normally, we don't really go up. He had me go up for a reason. So I said, I want to pray with you. And it took her back. She was like, Okay, she didn't expect that from me. So we pray, and she just starts bawling. And she just, she just starts bawling, and, and then she just, she just falls to her knees. And let me tell you something. After, like, we just start praying, Holy Spirit, he showed up. He came. And peace descended upon her like a dove. That spirit of fear was cast out. And her whole attitude, her whole demeanor changed. And she said, she said, I know God sends you here. He, she said, all these things that were happening to me, I thought maybe it's because I'm black. I thought maybe it's because you know, you know, there was racism going on because there's racism in the world, but it isn't like that at all. She said, I feel the love of Jesus, and I think these things happen so that you would come up here. I think these things happen so because God sent you here to pray for me. And I said, yes, because Jesus loves you. Act. That's all we have to do is Act. And he will show up. Whether you feel him or whether you don't. I encourage each and every one of you to walk out of here today. Wherever you're at, if you're at home, right? We do not walk in fear, but we walk in faith. And I encourage each and every one of you, act. And Christ, the Holy Spirit, will show up for you. And that means that you can do these things. In 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11, and 28 through 31, the Bible says, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the spirit of utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one spirit. 
to another the works of miracles, and to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administration, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? but earnestly desire the higher gifts. Take action, and the Holy Spirit will show up. Just like that story that Reinhard Bonnke told of David, 17 years old, just received, just discovered Jesus, just got the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and you know what? He just took action, and the Holy Spirit showed up. If God can do that with him, if God can do this with David, if God can do this with that boy, he can do it with you. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter any of it. Because why? Because you have the Holy Spirit. And that is greater than any of us and all of us. So I'd like to close this in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just, we just thank you so much for the blood that you shed for us. We thank you so much for the spirit, your spirit, that you have poured out upon each and every one of us. I pray right now to anyone who's listening right now and in the future that, Father, your Holy Spirit act through this message in each and every person's life, that we will take action, that we will walk. And even if we don't feel you, by faith, we will walk and we will know that you will show up for you are with us always until the very end of the age. We praise and we glorify you for you are worthy to be praised. I just thank you. I thank you for each and every person who is listening. In Jesus' name, the name above all names, we pray this. Amen. And it is so. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. If you would like to find out more about who we are, you can find that at ctfboulder.com. If you haven't already, please make sure to follow us on all of our other social media platforms. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Spotify. We post different content on each platform, and we want you guys to stay as updated as possible. We have so much love for you guys. God bless.